In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. November is known as a month when we pray for the souls of the faithful departed. We begin the month by celebrating the Feast of All Saints on November 1st, when we commemorate those who are in heaven enjoying the beatific vision. And then on the following day, we have All Souls Day, when we pray for the souls of those who have died and are expiating their sins in purgatory. On our St. Joseph altar, we have candles for all those who were buried from our parish in the past year, and also white roses for babies who were miscarried. It is very appropriate that we remember the dead, both those in heaven and those in purgatory, for they are included in that communion of saints which we profess in the creed. Of course, we should also pray for the dead throughout the year, but especially in the month of November, because the calendar year and also the church year are coming to an end. In November, the, leaves, the trees lo lose their leaves, the dread days grow colder and shorter, and we prepare for the bitterness of winter. And so the church also calls us at the end of the year to remember our own mortality, that our lives too will end and we will face the four last things, death, judgment, heaven, and hell. Well, these are sobering thoughts, and they ask us to put our own lives into a deeper perspective, to see ourselves in the sight of God under the view of eternity, subspecie eternitatis. And our readings today suggest some ways in which we can attain to this deeper vision. The prophet Malachi reminds us of the covenant that God, who is the father of us all, made with the Hebrew people. That covenant is expressed in the Ten Commandments, the basis of our Judeo-Christian morality. Malachi is exhorting us to examine our consciences, to ask ourselves how well we are keeping the laws of God, for we will ultimately be called to give an account of our lives before the throne of judgment. The responsorial psalm and the second reading from Paul's first letter to the Thessalonians shift the image of God from that of a father to that of a mother, and from judgment to gentleness and mercy. The psalm invites us to find peace in God like a weaned child on its mother's lap. And Paul offers us an image of maternal care and gentleness in his mission to the Thessalonians. While we were among you, we were as gentle as any nursing mother fondling her little ones. In fact, we wanted to share with you not only God's tidings, but our very lives. And then in the gospel, we return to the image of the Father in a rather surprising way. Do not call anyone on earth your father. Only one is your father, the one in heaven. Some Protestants will quote this text to say that we Catholics should not call priests by the title of father. But of course, Jesus does not literally mean that we cannot use the word father of any human beings. We, are all, we all call the man who generated us our own father. And we call priest father as a courtesy since they are spiritual figures who have devoted their lives to God. But Jesus' words are a warning to those in authority, whether they are heads of families or of spiritual communities, that we must take our responsibilities seriously, 
that we must not abuse our privileges, and that we should think not of ourselves, but think about others first. As Jesus reminds us, the greatest among you will be the one who serves the rest. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled, but whoever humbles himself will be exalted. Jesus himself gave us a perfect example of humility, obedience, and loving service to others. If we follow his example and humble ourselves with him, we may hope to be exalted with him and all the saints in the joy of eternal life. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.